Let's try it again. One, two, three. Mm. Oh, I got a much better snap that time. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice snap. Oh, no. Nice meaty snap. <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, Don't like that. Welcome to Trash Feature. Yeah, follow the meaty I'm- snap. Like, <laughs> subscribe to the meaty snap. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. All right. Boris Johnson's uh, penis okay. has snapped off. That's what happens when he meets it too hard, is the meat snap. <laughs> you don't want to do that. It could put you out for weeks. Mm. He spun oh, too hard and the, so due to deeply unpleasant. Um, do, you, do you have a segue into, from deeply unpleasant into the news or something? <laughs> nope, there's no way this that could be true. No. Just the theme song. Just the theme song will work from here. Well... And welcome to this bonus episode of Trash Future, featuring Bunta Vista's Ben McClay. Ben, how are you this morning? Wow. That is, you've managed to pick a position exactly between South Africa and Australia. Uh, <laughs> the Elon Musk. very comfortable there. Yeah. Elon fuckhead. Oh, he's already, God, he sucks. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all trying to make... <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Ben. <laughs> the thing is, you can't really like. You'd have to pick. You're doing half of one kind of racism and then half of another kind of racism <laughs> to do that blend. Yeah, just mm. just just commit to the South African. Just do Elon Musk. Just shouting at Grimes. Oh, Grimes. Welcome to South African Buntavista. I've been podcasting. <laughs> this morning we're discussing how to protect your farm from intruders. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's the Tesla solar-powered anti-aircraft gun that has been distributed to like every settler colonialist. We love it. They, there are important infinity pools. They need to be protected. <laughs> um. So we are. This is this. Welcome to this uh, week's bonus episode of Trash Future, the podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, I'm I'm Riley, as I said before, doing an absolutely immaculate impression of Bunta Vista's Andrew Law, and here playing the part of Bunta Vista's Theo is Milo Edwards. Hmm. Oh, hello. Yes, sorry. Uh, very, indeed, very, like, indeed. Yeah, big energy for this <laughs> recording at indeed, like ten thirty in the I. morning. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, and also playing the part of Bunta Vista's Lucy is Alice. Hello, yes, I'm very glad that you assigned me a Bunta Vista sona. Going to Bunta Con dressed in a giant, <laughs> yeah, a giant, giant Andrew Law mascot <laughs> costume. Everyone's saying, Riley, where's the butt on your Andrew Law mascot costume? And I say, I ran out of papier mache. <laughs> Ah, uh, welcome to Boonter Future. <laughs> or Trash Vista. The scientist Podcast. said it couldn't happen, and here yeah. we are. <laughs> yes. uh, our scientists mm. were so concerned with whether or not they could, so they didn't <laughs> think about whether or not they should. Um, so, we, we, what we have is we have a classic TF lineup uh, today, where we're starting with a tech product, transitioning to some dystopian shit and ending on a spectator article. I'm we decided always to do transitioning it. to some dystopian shit. <laughs> I was just going to say here at Trash Future, we love transitioning. <laughs> um, so I think we should just get right into it. 
Um, the startup this week is Stockwell. Like the tube station? The, no. Yeah, like the area of London. What, like so my friend Stephen? That- Stephen Stockwell? <laughs> Has my friend Stephen surreptitiously become some sort of app mogul? <laughs> not a, even a mogul, just the way, app. Oh, no. In a you way, are we not all it? startups of a sort? <laughs> That's so true. Um... No, no, no. Uh, it is neither an area in London nor Ben's friend, Stephen. Great uh, guy, by the way. How- Just a solid bloke. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I can only have one Stockwell in the world, I'm going with Stephen nine times out of ten. Mm. You'd love if to Stephen say Stockwell were an app, he'd be a fantastic app. Oh, one of the better apps. <laughs> Stephen Stockwell. Kind of app that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> Stephen Stockwell, this is a salute to you. We- we've become um, all wholesome and uplifting. It's strange. Yeah, it's I don't ben. like this. It's Ben. It's Ben's doing it. Mm. You should see what uh, Bunter is like when I'm not there. It's a nightmare. Just, uh, just it's. <laughs> I don't want to use the word evil because it's very strong, but the energy is very unpleasant. Mm. Okay, so oh, here's good, the next. Good morning, Theo. You fucking. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking fuck have you been up to, you stupid cunt? <laughs> it's Andrew's grievance hour. This and this is the other thing that I don't like about you. While Theo just says. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I'm, I'm so glad that our listenerships overlap so much because if you listen to one of these podcasts and not the other, this must be excruciating for you. You're yeah, just yeah. listening to a Boonta tribute podcast. <laughs> Here's a like, bunch of stuff it, about um, something you don't know anything about yeah, and probably yeah. won't ever learn. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, what if a Led Zeppelin tribute band actually had like John Bonham in it? That's what this is. <laughs> this is a delightful comparison, and I will take it. Mm. <laughs> okay, so here is the uh, clue about Stockwell. Rethinking blank is our mission. Is it medieval public humiliation and punishment, and it's stocks, but like more <laughs> so? But better. Yeah, just like a pillory. I mean, Alice, I'll say this. Involved in the story of this startup is oh, a great no. deal of public humiliation. <laughs> No. <laughs> I hate when the jokes become real and it keeps happening. <laughs> uh, the pillory is spelled P-L-R-Y. Yeah. <laughs> so, rethinking blank is our mission. What do you think Stockwell is rethinking? It's actually in the name. Soup. Like stock cubes. Like an also, OXO cube, but it has a smart sensor on it. <laughs> mm. That's what we've been waiting for all this time. Tells you when the soup is done. Hey, mm. it's dissolved. You just got a notification yeah. on your phone telling you that it's dissolved. Exactly. And it's like a, a smart light bulb. You can, like, change the color of your stock cube. <laughs> mm. I want 30% you- beef, 60% yeah. chicken, 10% fish. Exactly. You but- just adjust these yeah. things on the fly. But if the, Do you if the- love eating delicious, delicious stock, but simply don't have the time in your busy modern life to spend hours yeah, in front of the stove brewing a hearty, a hearty consomme? Well, no worries. You just put this in boiling water and then you get a text at work when your stock is ready. Milo, the, the echo on your phone is making you sound like a sort of World War II Battle of Britain fighter pilot just radioing in. And that's exactly the sort of thing that you want for stock. Yeah. <laughs> Top hole. Good morning. <laughs> well, we've got Jerry on the horizon mm. here. Yeah, Milo, your your stock thing, you slipped into Pierre Novelli. Um no, so here's the next mm. thing. <laughs> All needs <laughs> I did eight strong men and a brace of stock. <laughs> All needs 
All needs are not created equal. Oh. At Stockwell, Reef set out to rethink blank with a simple goal in mind to help people by adapting to their needs. Eugenics. Mm. Yeah, it just measures your your racial stock. So that- not <laughs> mm. not not all of these article, not all of the startups are phrenology. Although the next one kind just of is seventy to eighty percent at most. Yeah, just most of them. Just most of them are phrenology. Okay, mm. love to phrenologize. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, please. What makes what makes here's from the this is from the ad copy. I'm reading the ad copy of this product. What makes a Stockwell a Stockwell? Stockwell is a store. That's, I'm getting whole- semantic sa- satiation yeah. from that. You can't use the same <laughs> word you just invented three times in five words. Um, they can, and that's what makes them inv- innovative. It, mm. it, what it, makes- it hurts my brain, and I don't like M- it. <laughs> M- M- MIT Media Lab Semantic Saturation Group. We've come up with a sentence that's all one word, and it's just buffalo, buffalo, <laughs> buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. <laughs> That could describe so many of the products on Trash Future. I don't like it and it hurts my brain, given that some of them literally shock your brain. Yeah. What makes a Stockwell a Stockwell? Stockwell is a store, minus the whole quote-unquote store thing. Oh, that sounds new. Damn. Yeah. It's, um, I'll tell you what it is. It's eBay. Uh, no, it's in the physical world. It's a vending machine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is- Already more plausible than most of the things that we do because the technology exists, sort of. Yeah, you, so you can have done, a machine that di- dispenses you stuff, that vends you stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, love to vend. But the difference is, <laughs> this is an innovation. Mm. Uh, it vending machine takes a vending machine, or uh, it will take Bitcoin. Yes, it racially profiles everyone that uses darkest it. sexual desires. <laughs> Um, it it only okay. vends stock cubes, which you can then biohack. <laughs> it does vend stock cubes, mm. Alice. You're right. Oh fuck off! It no, vends- no, it doesn't. Well, yeah, well, no. I'm not saying it specifically vends stock cubes. I'm saying the whole that, point that is of a stock of the well, things that it, yes. it, it it would vend because it would vend all sorts of things. Yeah, it's a it's a vending machine that vends anything, uh, and they say get one in your space today. We believe each community where people live, work, and play. Have needs that evolve and differ because you need more than just Gatorade TM at the gym and Cheetos are at work. Guess get one in your space today is the kind of thing I yell at people who pull out in front of me in cars. Mm. Um, That's why we place our stores, which are actually just cupboards with glass doors that charge you for goods as you remove them using cameras. Um, That's why we place stores. Very cool. Right where you are, and stock them up with goodies that reflect and enhance the experience of being in your space. I love goodies. I love treats. I love being a fancy little boy mm. and a special lad in my big sailor suit. <laughs> Wait, are you going back? Yeah. <laughs> MTFTM. <laughs> yeah. I've realized, yeah, I thought I thought I was a woman, but it turns out my gender is actually little boy. Yes. <laughs> because once you once you transition into a woman, you realize that you can't like hold up a, a comically oversized lollipop anymore. Like they won't let you do that. <laughs> you can't it, it go and buy a your thing. sailor uniform. No, no they only exactly. let you buy one kind of sailor uniform, not the adorable <laughs> one that a, a yeah, child you, with a lollipop would wear. Instead, you have to get the, like, Red Scare host sailor uniform, and that's not nearly as flattering. Oh, oh you see they're hanging out with Caroline Calloway now? <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah. fuck, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Just delightful. Yeah, and she did an Instagram story to ask if they had any dietary requirements. It's like you're presumably in contact with them. Why not just message them like a normal human? <laughs> Di- well, look, dietary Kira- requirements, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Now, that would be a good Stockwell machine. That would be the one just in Morgan Stanley. Cocaine, just like, yeah. Yeah, just amounts of cocaine. So the, uh, the, uh, so what these would stock is like Lural or stock cubes or Snickers or whatever, because what they do is they just plonk down a store, like a little cupboard with a standard am- amount of stuff in your space, fill it up with yeah the random stuff, and then based on what people take and pay for in an app with either Bitcoin or normal money, then they just keep iterating it and iterating it and iterating it until there's just a big cupboard full of, all the, full of everything you need. But the idea is that this was going to put the um, this was going to put every corner shop out of business. And if and this sounds familiar to anyone, it's because I love to put small businesses out of business. Wait, that's that's a great mm. aim to have. I love this to put small that... businesses out of business in the business with my um, my Stockwell in the Stockwell of the mm. Stockwell. Yes. Uh, this ben, is you the were, exact. You something. It's the exact business model of the people who thought they were going to put the bodega out of business, right? Where they were like, Do you know why? Because you they, know why it seems like the exact same business it's model. The it's the same, same people. people. Oh, it's the same God. people. <laughs> oh no! You know that thing that's kind of cool. Why don't we just take a big, massive shit on it and then replace it with something worse? <laughs> so, mm. but did yeah, did Bodega. we work? Did we work? Not have something very similar to this, but it was on like the honor system. <laughs> yes, they yeah, did, and they were losing so much money over it. Yeah, they just closed <laughs> all of them at a stroke because people yeah. were stealing too much from the honor system closets. No but, honor among co-work. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the um <laughs> the uh the the thing I liked most about WeWork is that they used AI and cameras to track everyone's movements throughout the building at all times to learn that people want coffee in the morning. Um, I love the, the idea that of like, putting a bodega out of business. Yeah, and not that people want to like, steal Your coffee. idea is more convenient. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Your idea is somehow more convenient than a bodega, another word for which is literally convenience store. Yes. It's like, oh, do you love buying Lou Roll but hate Mexicans? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you want to well, buy the loo roll, but you don't want to have to interact with a cat that's like sitting on a, a gigantic cardboard box of crisps. Milo, uh, no. again, once again, you've lathed of heaven something into existence here. Um, oh no! This is oh, this. No. This is from why, the why did we give? Why did we give this cornfield wishing boy a podcast thing? <laughs> Damn. Bodega I'm just do- wearing my little country dungaree. Yeah, we just we just have to on keep, some wheat. We have to keep your imagination as pure and as like as as light as possible. Because the second you get exposed to this kind of darkness, it just becomes real. Wow. So, little boy future. Yeah. So <laughs> Bodega doesn't want to disrupt the bodega. Hunter Walk, a bodega investor what? and co-founder of the seed fund Homebrew, wrote in a twenty seventeen blog post. Sorry, who? Hunter Walk. Hunter Walk? A seed fund homebrew. Yes, Hunter Walk, a co-founder of a seed fund called Homebrew. Hunter Walk. Like someone who hunts and the thing you cook a stir-fry in. 
No, W A L K. So oh, what a right. hunter might okay. do. Just, yeah. This is normal. This is uh, <laughs> this episode has been designed to try and like find my Operation Gladio stay behind like activation phrase that just causes me to lose my shit and start kicking over tables and chairs. Just, so wait, hold it's on. It's so unesthetic. We have whatever the opposite of a cellar door is here. Of a hunter walk seed fund uh, to to Stockwell. So wait, Alice, are you saying that your Operation Gladio stay behind activation phrase just makes you throw a tantrum and destroy yes. the room? <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not so, sure what good that was going to be against the Soviets, but... So we're just going completely apeshit and kicking your drywall. <laughs> it would ruin yeah. at least like, one person's day. And that's, that's true. worth something. That's true. They, need, they need to make sure she's in Lenin's mausoleum when it happens. <laughs> Just the okay. Simpsons gif of Lennon punching his way out, but me punching in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is punching down mm. um, at the dead. So some uh, Lennon, some instances. Lennon is a POC, but the C is like a kind of waxy orange. <laughs> so, a, a friend of mine has a joke about going to see Lennon's corpse, and he was like, "And they have him under twenty-four hour armed guard, you know, in case someone tries to kill him again." <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Um, this is what Hunter Walk continues. Some instances of today's press coverage, this is from 2017 when everyone was furious at Bodega for trying to close down every corner shop, suggested that that our element of we want to disrupt the Bodega, a soundbite which, exacerbated by Bodega's naming, pissed people off as another <laughs> example of tech startups being at best tone deaf. But rather than disrespect traditional so corner stores, or worse yet, threaten them, we intended only to admire them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like dudes in my Why? DM requests. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, I just want to admire your yeah. feet. Uh, listen, this money is for protection. <laughs> kind of, more or less. Yes, it's like no, we're just. It's the um, it's basically it's it's as much admiration for the people running corner stores as like um the Cleveland Indians had for for her Aboriginal people. Mm. Mm. Just putting uh, a, a like a bodega mascot up. And a big, yeah, like, no, like oversized head. Their nap, their mascot was a bodega cat. Oh fuck! Of course it was. Okay. Yeah, we so, love it. But here's Does a bodega cat look materially different from a regular cat, though. I mean, lives, more charismatic. I think yeah. you can tell from looking at it. I like that they're choosing the symbol thing. of like one of the the good things you get from actually going to a brick and mortar store is like the character and the individuality, and they're like, yeah. That's our mascot. Also, you get none of that because it's a fucking vending machine. <laughs> no, there, was, there something will be you a cat had. in there. <laughs> yeah, you can vend a cat. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, let, let's see what you could have won. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I yeah, press the Riley, button and the little- Riley just drowning in the River Tees somewhere. <laughs> I hate when I push I'm... the button and the little thing goes round and the cat doesn't drop. <laughs> <laughs> So here's actually what happened with Bodega, right? It was widely hated, and it was it, everyone thought they'd hated it out of business. Mm -hmm. Like the market had <laughs> worked, everyone voted happens. with their dollars. So you've been everyone, publicly shamed. Yeah, everyone voted with their dollars, and Bodega was no more. But what happened was DCM Ventures, a venture capital fund with offices in Beijing, Tokyo, and um, in San Jose, um, <laughs> what? agreed DC Marvel Ventures. That's such yeah. a fucking only fools and horses thing. Like Paris, <laughs> Monte Carlo, Peckham, San Jose. Yeah. Well, Silicon Valley, but probably San Jose. <sighs> like San Jose, I, I only know because it has a, like a, a navy base in it and a museum that isn't good. 
Uh, that's just where that's whenever I see Silicon Valley, I think San Jose. Mm. Um, what, they were the first to agree to invest in Bodega following the PR disaster. So after receiving $10 million in, in recapitalization funding, Bodega announced a name change. Did you buy something today from a Bodega? Um, their head of communications wrote, You may have noticed that we've changed our name to Stockwell. <laughs> our, new, our new name is one of the changes we're making as we expand our offerings and open more stores around the country. However, after quite a bit of research, this is me again as Riley, I could find precisely no differences other than a rebrand. They're like a version of Blackwater that doesn't kill anyone directly. <laughs> this is one of the many changes I'm making, by which I mean the only change, because we've just changed the name, but we're doing the same stupid fucking and idea. And it cost them $10 million. Yeah, for a name change and to do vending machines. Okay. It's it's ten million dollars of naming vending oh, machines yeah, and also deciding that people in like like big blocks of flats need Lural. Because that's a, like their big offering. It's a big expense to take all of the cats out of the vending machines. <laughs> and rebrand them. <laughs> also like yeah. who did they pay to do this rebrand? Someone who'd just been on the Victoria line. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I've come up with a number of variants. Uh, number one, Stockwell. That's my personal favorite. Uh, number, number two, two Voxel. Green Park. Voxel. Uh, yeah. That's not taken by mm. anything. Voxel. Yeah, that would be fine. I'm thinking also uh, Black Horse Road. You know, if you want to get, you know, <laughs> Old Town Road is a bit like that, but Black yeah. Horse Road. Seven yeah. Sisters to appeal to women. Mm. Yeah, like well, I mean, mm, like damn. Stockwell Tube Station in particular, it, it is a good name for a brand because it does, uh, in my mind, the associations with that are moving very quickly and disrupting things a great deal. I, I mean, we can all agree that the Victoria Line is by far the best line. Uh, ben, what's your mm. favorite London Underground line? Oh, you know, there's so many to choose from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my entire knowledge of. Uh, London's train system comes from all of the like urban fantasy authors that are fucking obsessed with Britain's trains. Oh, uh, so, yeah. so, oh, so your is- favourite station mm. is Nogwarts Platform Twenty Three and a Quarter. Oh, I can't yeah. get enough of it. Uh, and also, whatever the fuck is in Neverwhere, love that stuff as yeah. well. Yeah, mm. I was going to say. So you believe that in in Angel, where I'm going after this to meet a friend, there is actually a malevolent angel who's trying to destroy the world. Yeah, his yes. name is Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> um, but here okay but one last thought about stockwell which is that what they're essentially saying is that by just measuring tracking what people want by just seeing what people take based on what they need they're able to efficiently allocate goods everywhere but- which is interesting because i thought the market economy was necessary for that and they're not 3D um, printing any of this stuff in the back, right? Like, it's just a yeah. shed full of whatever bullshit they think people want. I love that, like, yes. app guys think they invented the idea of, like, monitoring demand to meet it. Like, mm. they're like, no, 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 <laughs> the other vending machines, they just sell whatever, even if it doesn't sell. Mm. They've been putting the same shit in there for 30 years and never reevaluated yeah. what they should be I- doing. I, I oh, hate- you, know, you open it. You open a vending machine, and it's just endless things of like cans of like uh, you know toast crumbs and. Um, <laughs> little- <laughs> I, I hate having to share a stockwell with Hussein and just finding that it's entirely soup because that's all he keeps ordering. <laughs> no, all mm-hmm. Hussein keeps ordering is incredibly moldy coffee that he just leaves around yeah, I, the I studio. Just think it sucks. Things for various jokes. Mm. Anyway, I don't know if like, you could I- order a moldy coffee. <laughs> well, you so we will soon be able to, and then we will have like the second worst experience in Stockwell after Jean Charles de Menezes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's spicy, but I like it. That's a, that's a spicy. That's a spicy London opinion. Yeah, is that, um, is that staying in mm. or no? 
for for Ben's benefit. Oh, yeah. For Ben's benefit, he was once late for an appointment. Hmm. Ah, yeah, <laughs> cool. He wasn't uh, murdered by the police or anything. No. I'm waiting for them to extend this technology to drones and like the people at Stockwell at Stockwell headquarters are like, damn, people in Yemen really love bombs. <laughs> we have to order more of those. Yeah, they just well, I love to just get stuff that exacerbates every current tendency. However, we mm. must move on. Um as now, before we get into the spectator article, I'd like to quickly talk about this thing called DNA nudge. <laughs> called what? Uh, DNA nudge. It, it nudges your DNA. No, there's um, no way that could be the to case. the DNA eye patch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing quite. So- it doesn't nudge your DNA. That would take radiation. Hmm. Uh, no, what DNA nudge metal. does. <laughs> DNA nudge does is is very interesting. I've again, I've just collected a bunch of stuff of all of their um, press press um, advertising because they're going on a huge push right now. Basically, they're a startup based here in jolly old England, but they don't make tea and crumpets. Again, for Ben's benefit, Thank I'm you doing so some much. traditional I British really stuff. I really need this, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do they like, make oh, misery and horrible weather? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, it's a startup for beans on toast. <laughs> I mean, Damn. here's the thing. It sort of is. It's a startup for matching beans on toast to your DNA. Um, the specific what? kind of bean, the exact level of tomato sauce spiciness that your body craves. Yes, that's the thing. Yes. Mm. So- no, no. Not, not specifically beans on toast, but that's one of the things that will match to your DNA. Other people with your haplogroups bought. <laughs> yes. No, Alice, yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Fuck. Sorry, yes. <laughs> But that's just surely like the people who have the closest DNA to you are just your actual relatives. Yeah, it tracks them too. Yeah, but you don't want to talk to them. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining the, like, most daytime, of my relatives. the daytime television implications of this, of finding out who your real dad is as you both reach for the crisps. <laughs> so <laughs> here, here is what happened. So DNA Nudge is a startup out of Imperial College London. And what they claim to be able to do is you go into any Waitrose or any participating Waitrose mm-hmm. and they swab your... Ch- uh, for Ben's benefit, Waitrose... Selected stores only. Waitrose is... What's the fanciest store in Australia? Bunnings. Is it Bunnings? <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> as good as I've, I've, just, I've just been going into Waitrose and having them swab my whatever you were going to say for free for nothing <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so imagine if Bunnings sold um, Bunnings snags and hammers and other things, but that were stamped with the Queen's approval or whoever's uh, the Queen in Australia. It's the Queen, <laughs> I believe. One of the one of the many one of your many mm. topics. Yeah, but she, she has to do like a strange accent yeah. like us earlier. Uh, this is <laughs> they won't broadcast it overseas, but she does drop at least one C bomb in every single address she does over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good morning, you bunch of cunts. <laughs> so that's about um, it. Es- essentially, uh, DNA nudge. What they do is they are they are partnered with participating waitresses, and they swab <laughs> the inside of your cheek to test then- for poverty. And then, if you um, have any, you get fucking chucked out back to Sainsbury's where you belong. <laughs> Yeah. So they swab the inside of your mouth and then the DNA cartridge, then they put the swab inside the DNA cartridge and then the DNA cartridge is placed inside the nudge box. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, God. 
Also, <laughs> how we've all done it is before. It be you don't have to explain it. <laughs> how cursed is it going to be swabbing the inside of the mouth of people in Waitrose? So it seems that your DNA is mostly Merlot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, just get within- it, get, can I do the surgery joke? Because it's it's not going out of my brain until I say something about getting my Go DNA cartridge replaced with a nudge box. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the d- yeah. <laughs> that's actually quite perfect. Hmm. Uh, so within 15 minutes, the DNA Nudge test results upload to the DNA Nudge app on your smartphone, which then uploads to your DNA band. If you're wondering what a DNA band is, it's a bracelet you wear while shopping that buzzes red if you're about to pick something that's not compatible with your genetics. Mm. Not d- what? Uh, it, what? It's a, it's a <laughs> eugenics Fitbit. Yeah, if you're about to date someone that's outside your racial group, uh, your bracelet yeah. will go off. I, I can't wait for the yeah. sort of Logan's Run thing of me trying to order from Modenisa and getting a little shock in my wrist because I don't have the Muslim genes. <laughs> so basically, the idea is is that they here's what they say they do: if they they do an in-store genetic test with the, with your cheek swab, and then if you're like predisposed to uh, type two diabetes, say it recommends you stay away mm. from sugary and fatty foods. So the idea is but every, little nudges. Everyone is predisposed. <laughs> it's just a wristband that makes you miserable if you're fat. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just we've invented a new way of torturing fat people. Cool, um, uh-huh. mm. but like. The stuff that's bad for you is already bad for you. Like processed food and like sugar and stuff. You don't have to have a genetic predisposition for it to fucking like build up on the inside of your arteries. I feel like this yeah, is so specifically checking the, the coriander gene. It's being like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, motherfucker, this is going to taste like soap. Don't eat yeah. it. You don't yeah. want this. Absolutely, <laughs> and just slapping the asparagus out of your hand because <laughs> uh, you're going to regret this. So because you've not got the pussy jeans. Um, I'm just so, about to pick up some dishwasher tablets. Then my wristband's like, what are you doing, mate? You can't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> so what they say is our DNA product mapping system is powered by proprietary algorithms developed by our team of scientists, genetica- geneticists. My favorite kind of algorithm. <laughs> bioinformaticians, dietitians, and deep learning software engineers, which is a great and well-marketed way of saying we've made a, we've made a barcode scanner that beeps if you pick something with a lot of sugar. Just, just ask this scientician. <laughs> <laughs> so... They say every time you scan we spoke a- to Mr. David Science. <laughs> <laughs> no, every time. Or the other way around. And it's like, speak to our scientician, Dr. Werner von and Nazi Party. <laughs> um, he has some theories <laughs> about genetic some experiments pre- on twins. Yeah, he has some theories about genetic predispositions to certain foods. And for some so- reason, my arm really hurts when I go near the kosher aisle. <laughs> so, what yeah. they. Here are the actual tests that they do, and it's hilarious. So, the tests for metabolic imbalances include calorie sensitivity, carbohydrate sensitivity, fat sensitivity, salt sensitivity, saturated fat sensitivity, and sugar sensitivity. It's almost like they've just said, don't eat too much and don't eat too too much sugar. But they've tried, they've combined like millions of pounds of research funding to make a bracelet to beep to remind you of that. What if the dietary information that's already printed on the pack of food, uh, but it's a $400 bracelet? (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't even tell you yeah. why It just beeps and says no It's like <laughs> Oh no it's in Morse code And if you're willing to sit there for five minutes You can get a paragraph long explanation of why Your genes mean you can't eat some chips was Yeah th- was and then it also You know 
Guys, you know when you're like you're making out on the sofa and you just and you just reach over to unhook your ex girlfriend's bra and your bracelets. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just has like a bro genome sequencer in there. It stops you from oh, texting yeah. once you've had like once your BAC is too high. I mean, that is actually. So, yeah. That would be a phenomenal product that I would- uh, It would be a much better- Please much give me better. a prototype the moment that you have a working one. I would love that. Mm. They'll be used- That's the mm. problem. They, they've they never- That's the problem with the market, is that they're catering to the needs of Waitrose as opposed to the yeah, needs of people. It, it, what the market <laughs> would produce is it, a little bracelet that measures your blood alcohol content, and when it's too high, it detects you trying to text your ex, and it feeds you like a little stock cube. <laughs> you could just lick the stock. Yeah, oh, the you just get like a like flavor of this chicken stock. My ex has mm. made me no longer horny. <laughs> exactly. Thank goodness. Also, how uh, is it so- that you can sell a product to a company where you're like, hey, so we've invented this thing that occasionally tells your customers not to buy stuff that you sell? Oh, Waitrose. It's because it's Waitrose. Yeah, that's why. It's, it's because it- Waitrose. Waitrose is a company that is more frequently patronized by dogs in barber jackets that are made for dogs than by anyone with an income of less than seventy-five thousand pounds a year. <laughs> also, because like they really read about like the psycho nanny state or whatever, and just decided to go at it with both barrels. Yeah, they just know so the people at Waitrose just saw nanny. I remember my nanny. I loved my nanny. Let's just have that. Mm. <laughs> this is a matron. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is this is <laughs> the matron future. So the Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence Brody, the director of the de- genomics division at Aww. the National Human Genome Research Institute of the funny US. Name. Could we like well, make say- up a funnier one for him? No, Alice, because Wait, he's saying hang something. On. Sorry, sorry, he's sorry. The de- he's saying something sensible. Oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. So he says, in nearly all cases. There is not enough scientific evidence yet to give any nutritional advice based on your genome. So essentially, this is basically just a thing that beeps to tell to tell you not to have sugar or fat. Well, I like that geneticists will tell you the same thing about things like Twenty Three and Me. Is that they're junk science because, like, past a certain point, unless you look at like actual diseases or epidemiology or things like that, the actual human genome science looks at it and is like, oh, oh no. You, you, yeah. you can't produce, like, human interpretable data from that. Well, it, it, this is the Theranos thing. It's just, do, it's, ah, this I is knew, Theranos. I, I was wondering where I was uh, thinking about the DNA, what is it, DNA package? Yeah. Nudge box? It, D- DNA cartridge. It's the nanotainer. It was that yeah, thing that just, Elizabeth Holmes invented. Which was a box just, full well, of lies. Yeah. Yes. It was a <laughs> tiny box full of lies. The nanotainer. <laughs> so this is it's Waitrose. What a it, dumb name! It's Waitrose doing Theranos shit, mm. essentially. It's, so, it's like awesome. a Waitrose own brand Theranos, so it has like a slightly <laughs> different font. It's the Theranos that's endorsed by HRH King yeah. uh, Prince Charles. <laughs> Don't call it Theranos unless it's from the Theranos region of California. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just sparkling <laughs> eugenics. Dutchy originomes. <laughs> wow. wow, this is. I, I like that we're doing all of our specific British humor for Ben, I, just I, so I he can it. know what it's like. I love Britain. You've got all of that. Uh, all those uh, the sitcoms that have now become bad because it turned out Graham Linehan was a real piece of shit. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we have um, mm. everyone in public life wearing blackface until two thousand and five. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's, it's yeah. a laugh in it though. Yeah, it's a proper laugh, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a right proper laugh. Yeah, you got to do it uh, hmm. at least fifteen Wait, times. Are you trying to contrast Britain with Australia on the basis that we were <laughs> oh. wearing blackface until two thousand and five? No, we're doing it until uh, 
now. Uh, and yeah, there's no just, sign just of <laughs> kind of playing a, on a big art installation is me screening "Come Fly with Me," Jamie Private School Girl, and the life oh. and works of Justin Trudeau at the same time. Hey, you know what? It's mm. nice that all of us Commonwealth countries really have something in common. It's delightful. Yeah, uh, extreme racism. <laughs> That's wow. The X Games got really that. weird this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just dr- like dropping into a really epic bowl to do some new and interesting slurs, but Elsa was seven twenty. Seven twenty Edward. Wow, never actually seen someone pull one of those up. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it's interesting. He did some old slurs about the Irish and a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this, you fucking mix. <laughs> uh, people pulling out the racism that no one cares about anymore is like, uh, I feel weirdly affectionate for it. Uh, like, mm. it's just something nice about being like, wow, I didn't just know being people had like- against Italians, yeah. Or, yeah, or when someone has like specific gripes against the Maltese, you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> me and Pete Buttigieg, to be fair. Like, that's not even a fucking country. I mean, well, ooh, I was founded by the Knights Templar. Yeah. Oh, you're my, right. my, my entire island has mm. the George Cross for some reason. Twats. Ooh, Malta. <laughs> mm. Wow. Malta really just got is like- Yeah. Fuck you, Malta. <laughs> and your shitty buses. Dining out on those for like a retro okay. cachet. Alice, Alice, Alice. Mm. Um, that energy that you have right now uh, of uh, just uh, contempt, yes, con- contempt, but for just public services, but because of their inconvenience. I'd like you to hold on to that okay. because I'm taking us into our third and final segment right now. Mm. What mm. Brexiteers can teach Ramoners about good manners by Melissa Kite from the Spectator. Yes, yes already. Yes, <laughs> now, that's some beautiful wordplay right there. Fuck me up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Ramona, so is, is my Ramona new to you, green. So what's happening here is that we are giving a crash course. Uh, we are giving a crash course to some of the Bunta Vista staff about what Britain really is, because there is no better article I think that has ever explained the mindset of the home counties, which any non-British listeners are the counties that directly touch London. Yeah, the the ones um, that do cricket, not Yorkshire. Well, not in a gay way. Yeah, it's the the ones that do cricket and aren't Yorkshire, and where if there is going to be a blackface scandal that nobody hears about, it will be happening in one of those counties. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. everyone there has what's called party barns. Um, I'm sorry? Where, where you build what? a big effigy of Grenfell Tower and you... No, that's not home counties. That's just Croydon. Mm. Um, that's when that happened. No, uh, so the a party barn is when you've purchased an old uh, sort of an old sort of stately farmhouse it will tend to have had a tumble down barn ship. that you um use all of the money you made trading derivatives in the city in the 1990s uh to renovate and turn into a place where you and all your fat 50 year old friends can do cocaine and blackface in private the dream mm. yeah this I get this this I mean, is yeah, no, yeah, I got cocaine yeah. all over my blackface and now it looks like whiteface. <laughs> hey, previously, if you wanted to like build a dedicated space to do racism and drugs, you had to colonize Australia. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the drugs right, are very yeah, hard to get. Is a very here. bad place for doing mm, drugs. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. <laughs> I think actually yeah. they the fucking the uh, I don't know who does it, but there's the report every year that's like the global drug price survey. Uh, we had the second most expensive cocaine in the world uh, for wow. the last year. So, hey, a, a salute that's, that's, to yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, don't <laughs> a salute to Australian drug smugglers because they work hard. All right, someone's got to do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, I think so. So here we go. What Brexiteers can teach Ramoners about good manners by Melissa Kite. The article begins. Well, if we're going to go to Westminster to riot, I told my Brexit voting friends over dinner at the Thai restaurant in our local pub, mm. then we're going to have to work out where to park because I don't want to get a ticket. Wait, Pam. Sorry. Thai restaurant in their local pub? Oh, yeah. That's common. Yeah, Parking that's common here. in London? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, she's like, she's clarifying that. Like, I'm not a racist. I will go to the pub with, with the Thai food. Yeah. Um, no, that's, Th- that's this pretty is, common here, I think. But this is worse than my sort of haunted specter of the subway co-located with a post office. Is the pub with a Thai restaurant in it. I mean, I, there, there are a lot of good pubs that have really good Thai food in them. I'm afraid this is a hill I die on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it is, it is quite a common thing. But the weird thing about the pubs with Thai restaurants in them is that they're often the pubs that are in the middle of arsing nowhere. And I've often found this, like, you get people who've clearly, like, moved over recently from Thailand because they don't really speak English very well, running a restaurant, and it's in, like deepest oxfordshire and it's like what are you doing the rest of the time in deepest oxfordshire when you're not running this thai restaurant i can't imagine the transition (laughs) yes catering the party barns so if we're going Mm. to go to westminster to riot i told my brexit voting friends then we're gonna have to find work out where to park i don't want to get a ticket maybe we won't have to go to london said one of us a farmer so authentic uh, everything's Mm, real it's a real opinion from a real person yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yes, I said, that's a good idea. We could just take part in local skirmishes. But then everyone looked down at their plates and no skirmishes. One, everyone looked down at their plates and no one seemed very enthusiastic at all. Hmm. Oh. Everyone they're Damn. too sad to riot. They yeah. they're small beans whom of anxiety. <laughs> um <laughs> so However, Jeremy Corbyn calls for his lot to come out and demonstrate, and with no one casting aspersions on them, a band of extremely confused liberals no. block the streets, waving foreign flags and shouting rude cliches. How is that his lot? No one lot? has ever cast aspersions on Jeremy Corbyn's supporters. Yeah, yeah. That's and never happened. All of, all of those all of- people with European <laughs> flags were his lot. Yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the ones with the Latin signs with, uh, referencing the Catalina orations saying, how long, O oh, Teresa, will thou test our patience? Would yes, Jeremy Corbyn's lot? Though, there is no Marxist who hasn't been taught Latin, and we're not going to disprove that on this <sighs> podcast. <laughs> However, uh, I also think shouting rude, ignorant cliches about Brexiteers like that were stupid or racist. Mm, okay. Um, but stupid, someone... stupid or racist for calling a, the flag of an organization that's supernatural and we're still in foreign. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's ignorant to point it's it's ignorant to point out that that's ignorant. Um, mm. But when someone like me says she might have to protest because her vote has been ignored. Uh, then the left declare it proof that fascism is on the march. Well, no, there you I, go. I, I kind of declared it proof that fascism was on the march when somebody who voted the same way murdered an MP. Mm. Uh, no, that was that was different. That, that was, was actually alone. Jeremy Corbyn supporter. Yeah, well, I, if you've read I, Jess I, Phillips' I, I'm, article, I'm glad that ha- having thus done so and like done the first political assassination, not done by Irish Republicans in the UK for several decades, uh, this is now a joking matter. And you can now yes. you, you can joke about how your Socratic dialogue farmer friend doesn't want to uh, like get a parking ticket, say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's, that, that strikes me as entirely proper and uh, respectful. Yeah, uh, this gla- is my, my friend the farmer, Euthyphro. Yeah, I was going to say Glaucon, <laughs> Glaucon, but like from the West Country. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, Uara, uara, I do like young boys. <laughs> you didn't have to change anything. Well, well, dear Euthyphro, is it really the boys that you love or is it the sensation which they provide? <laughs> do what? <laughs> so, I don't want to get a parking ticket for my platonic solid. So, she says, there you go. See, violent Brexiteers being yobs as usual, the left always says when we go on the march. Well, no, just that one time when one of you murdered an MP. Like, not to hammer on the point that one of them murdered an MP, but one of them did murder an MP. Or like those, hmm. all, or those other times, whenever say um, organizations that are decried as as violent and uncivilized by the civilized Brexiteers of the media, like the Football Lads Alliance, say, um, conduct a campaign of harassment and intimidation against other sitting MPs to try and intimate that they'll be next. And that's actually kind of what um, what Mel- what Melissa Kite then goes on to do. The problem is, we're not the yobs you think we are. But if we were the yobs you think we are, then we wouldn't be in this position three years after a democratic. vote vote <laughs> whoa she's really doing like the the full wraparound thinking yeah yeah that's like a, a, but if we were yeah, that yeah that, that's not a threat that's a promise yeah you're you're so lucky we're not violent <laughs> dude you're so lucky i'm on parole if my kids here <laughs> <laughs> If we had the bad manners to come out on the streets, then um, the establishment would have had to deliver us the result of the referendum. They have come out on the streets. Yeah, they do that quite regularly. Times. With Tommy Robinson yeah. often and a bunch of flags and just the horribly done tattoos and start and screaming about weird. grooming gangs. The posh Brexiters, I think, like don't don't accept that like the Tommy Robinson Brexiters are also Brexiters because they hate them as well because mm-hmm. they, they sort crossed of crossed the other side of the street they're lower if they class, saw not them because they're racist yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love and- this unwieldy alliance of like uh, bourgeois reaction and revolutionary fascism that's oh. that's always gone well mm. for the people who are what- like oh well these street jobs that's not us Australia's got the exact same thing going where like our right wing like commentariat is like these people that earn $300,000 a year and have never left a gated suburb, uh, but the people that actually read their articles uh, have never earned more than $30,000 a year in their life and are fucking terrifying. Uh, but there's no one yeah. in the middle. There's no one in the middle of those two things. But uh, oh, Well, yeah. there's Bob Ketter. Oh. <laughs> actually, no, well, Bob Ketter is both of those in that he's fucking terrifying mm, but also yeah. rich. He has held his elected seat <laughs> for over 30 years, which... He, he, mm. he has synthesized that dialectic. Yeah, that's mm. Captain Getup. The ga- Captain <laughs> Getup, in character, runs for a seat oh, in Parliament. And in character, as Captain Getup, is then uh, governing. I haven't even checked if Captain Getup is still going, but I assume yes. Uh, <laughs> one Brazilian exchange student... Single-handedly manipulating the politics of Australia inside the worst superhero costume ever made. Oh no, he hasn't done a Twitter post since J- June twenty eighth. Not June twenty eighth, but it was. We need more outrage. Oh yeah, but what, no. What, what, Wait, conspiracy theory: Jean Charles de Menezes alive in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so. Uh, I, Melissa Kite says, have a better idea. If all 17.4 million of us Brexiteers flew the Union flag outside our homes, we could make our presence felt without having to lower ourselves to the ill-mannered antics of the left. I would like to complain to the Ramona's manager. 
<laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Through, through, this, through, through the thing that the working class, who uh, apparently I agree with, do of flying flags outside their houses. Everybody so has a flagpole, right? With a guy that they hire yeah. to run flags no, no, up no, and no. down. No, no, no. It's 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 the opposite. It's coming at Emily Thornberry's um, like uh, as f- like flag draped house tweet from the opposite direction and thinking, oh, well, actually, this is quite good because there's the same kind of racism that I do. Yeah. So they, she- uh, start selling all of these people the trans flag and telling them that it's the anti-EU <laughs> flag. <laughs> yeah, the EU hates it when you transition. They really do. They do. Um, I'm, I imagine they probably do. Mm-hmm. I imagine the EU is a relatively transphobic organization. Yeah. Um, so uh, don't you? I hate having. I hate having to advocate for this thing. It yeah. sucks. It, it, it is arguably one of the more malign global political actors. And yet, it's just because it's better than British conservatism. Yes, I have to. I we have to favor. We, it. we have to look we at this, this, this institution that is like its hands dripping with blood, putting like barbed wire across the Mediterranean, open air slave markets, and everything. And look at you know Guy Verhofstadt on Twitter being epic, and think, yes, okay, awesome. Yeah, we have to. You know, you know why. Because the the main complaint is they're not doing enough of the bloody barbed wire. Yes. We could do more of it. Yeah, and it's like oh God, yeah, at yeah least exactly. We have that to- that is fundamentally why Brexit is bad. Because like the only reason they want to do Brexit is because all the all the stuff the EU does is bad. They're not doing enough yeah. of. I, I, you feel bad for someone like Martin Schultz or like Giva Hofstadt or Michelle Barnier or whatever, because these are the glassy eyed psychos that that policy has put in power of us having spent twenty or thirty years going okay. Well, this has to be as racist and as genocidal as as possible we have all of these guys who lined up to implement that and now we're calling them cucks because yeah. they don't want to do enough of it so I'd love to see it uh, now really here- Giefer Hofstadt just please go to the dentist uh, yeah Giefer, Giefer, we send you 17.9 billion dollars a year or whatever it is can you please go to the dentist so uh, I've got a better idea if all 17.4 million of flew the union flag etc we can make our presence felt so oh, this I is love the, the union flag etc this is, I said etc. This oh, okay. is the dialectical. And the head of our enemies. Yeah. This is the dialectical synthesis of like um, liberals waving the EU flag and marching on Parliament, asking them to please just act if they wouldn't mind, and then uh, reactionary nationalism. Push the um, so this push the start Brexit button, Boris. Uh, I thought yeah. I'd better ring the. <laughs> no, count- they think Jeremy Corbyn has that button as well. Yeah. So it's the prerogative of the leader of the opposition. Yeah. So so so. I thought I had better ring the council and ask whether I needed planning permission, as I live in a conservation area and the Romaniacs around here would love to have a good row about an illegal flagpole while secretly seething with rage at the cheek of my patriotism. They're going to kill all of us on the basis of a glorified homeowners association dispute. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you live in rural England, which I'm guessing she does, rural fucking southern England, clearly, mm. you do not live in the midst of Romaniacs. That's not no, where those people live. live. Strongly, they live where there are gin yes. shops. You live in a strongly leave area and you're yeah. going to make it so that I can't get medication because you, know, you can't paint your house that color because it is the character of... Yeah. Yes, it's a homeowners association. Like, yeah, you only have three neighbors. You live up a lane in a fucking yeah, village you, called you like, live in a converted kitling. windmill. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't live in... Oh, crucially, no, crucially, they do not. There's a guy who's no, a real no, Romaniac they're, they're, in the they're, windmill they're, next they, door. They live in a converted carriage house, and they're about to get torches and pitchforks and Union flags to go besiege the Romain windmill. <laughs> so... I hear it's Dutch. So, <laughs> get him. So I rang, the, <laughs> I rang the borough council and asked the question... This is, this is what the article builds to. All the previous stuff about, you know, the, the fake rage and the, oh, I'm so oppressed as a conservative. We've talked about that a million times. This is where it gets juicy. This is the bit that I love. Mm. Because the rest of it is just the details of a long phone call. Hmm. That's, that's a fantastic idea for a column. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly just like this is someone who had minutes to finish i mean i'm i'm excited for this because i can't overstate the kind of mediocrity required to work at like in any kind of bureaucratic job that isn't like frontline or whatever in a home county's southeastern borough council like oh, yeah. this is going to be yeah. something i will treasure Swiss, a so, guy in a sweater vest answering this phone. So, <laughs> so I rang the borough council and asked the question, do I need planning permission to fly the union flag on my house? Also, what is it with spectator columnists where they spend so much of their time ringing up people to ask questions they already know the answer to in the hope that the person will say something that will enrage them? Like, obviously, you don't need a fucking planning permission to hang a flag out of your window. Who the fuck is legislating for that? There's a one in a hundred chance that someone will say, no, you can't because I'm the loony left. And then they're like, ah, you actually... You can't actually hang a flag out unless it's the ISIS flag. I don't know why we have this bylaw. Game oh, ride on sorry. ISIS. Jeremy Corbyn passed the button. Sorry, your flag mm. triggers my pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hate your patriotism because I'm embarrassed about what white people gave the world. <laughs> Damn. That is an excellent point, said the lady, which cheered me up, for I was half expecting her to send the police around to arrest me for a hate crime. I love that, like, this is such uh, a trope in Australia's conservative media as well, where they just do the Stuart Lee these days bit. Yeah, you'll these be days, in jail. If you put a flag out. Yeah, it's like they're just doing the, basically, it's basically illegal to do this now. And you're like, I mean, No. Like, it isn't, though. <laughs> so, yeah, but basically. But it's not, yeah. though, so. Like, like you can't build a flagpole in the middle of the motorway. Um, mm. You can't do that. You could, you could put oh, up so a flag. Oh, so patriotism is a crime if now? You can't do it's that, a what's crime the point? to be patriotic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, so I, mur- I quote-unquote murdered my neighbor and then arranged his body into the Union flag, and you're telling me I have to go to prison? This is not what we for fought what? the Nazis for. The for the crime of loving this great island nation. <laughs> this, gr- but for the crime of loving Great Britain, great by the way, just mm. ranting and a- ranting and raving at, at, at the judge. Yeah, <laughs> I only masturbate over Fern Britain because that's the only woman patriotic enough for me. Benjamin Britain. So, um, <laughs> listening to Benjamin Britain. Yeah. So. I'm going to go back to this. For I was half expecting her to send the police round to arrest me for a hate crime, seeing as how Surrey has a relatively large proportion of MPs in the rebel group of EU backers who are blocking no-deal Brexit. Surrey. Damn. Surrey. Did- it's a hate crime to hang a flag because Dominic Grieve voted against the withdrawal agreement. Wait, this is, this I love this how is me she's managed her. to like, twist that round. 
Uh, are there people that's like, sorry, actually sorry, want a no deal Brexit? Like, I, yes, well, I mean, colonists do. Out of the spite and confusion. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like a vague certainty that it won't affect their actual lives in a meaningful way. Oh, because they're rich, yeah. so they're fine. Yeah. 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 And they spend all their time doing Socratic farmer dialogues. <laughs> yeah. Also- like, why, why is the Socratic farmer, why is that figure really stuck with you? Yeah. He well, was the no, most. As long as I can still, he's the most compelling person in this story. And I, <laughs> yeah. wait, I, wait, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. might have assumed a gender of the farmer. Actually, uh, oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, uh, no, I think in this case you can assume. Um, can I also assume <laughs> also, that they, the thing he's wearing she's tweed like, entirely? Yeah, and, um, and has bad rosacea. Oh, uh, did you just, just these, uh, did you just assume my tweed? <laughs> just conservative <laughs> audience applauds. <laughs> They're like all these all these Ramona rebel MPs around where I live. Well, it's like, well, if they're rebel MPs, that means they're all Tories. Mm-hmm. Like how? Like honestly, how fucking Ramona can they be and still be Tories? Like what? Like uh, anyway. Okay. Um. So carrying on. Also, by the way, to, to to answer your question about the farmer, there was a scene change. Uh, he was a supporting character, but he might win the Oscar mm. for best supporting actor in a column. Mm. Um. So. But uh, reassuringly, she was cheerful and went off to find out. She came back to reassuringly, say- Reassuringly, she was, as opposed to telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, reassuringly, she was basically polite. Thank goodness. I thought when I contacted the Islamic Caliphate of Britain, <laughs> asking to say a prayer to Jesus and hang a flag and just love my family the good old-fashioned way, they'd send me to a re-education camp to become, like, <laughs> to become a socialist. <laughs> Look, um, there's only one place where you can call up the council for, with a relatively anodyne query and they just call you a cunt and hang up on you, and it's Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard We've that's a sign of affection. We're set. No, yeah. it's uh, in Glasgow. If you get hit with an empty Buckfast bottle and then robbed, <laughs> it's actually a sign of affection. You're right. <laughs> it means you're a, a part Glasgow of kiss. the culture. It's beautiful, yeah. actually. She came back to say, "It's not a conservation issue, but whether you need permission does depend on how you wish to fly it." Well, how should I fly it? I asked. <sighs> if you. If you want a flagpole, you will need planning permission. But if you hang it on your window during the football season, that's fine. And then, and then she said, how about hanging it on the window during Brexit season? I said, it could be there for some time and I don't want it to look messy. I'm thinking of a wall mounting. Waggling it's Brexit season. It's Brexit autumn. Yeah, it's, it's hot Get girl Brexit. Union Jack tits out. Hot girl Brexit. <laughs> uh, she said she would have to put me through to someone else. <laughs> You know what this has the energy of? This has the energy of, I I think it was Mark Dice, but it was some American conservative pundit who called Baltimore police oh, to report- It was Mark Dice. <laughs> yeah, it was Mark Dice. Okay. Well, he, he called Baltimore police to report a song called Kill Trump by a rapper, and the police said they didn't care and hung up on him. And he tweeted, <laughs> and he tweeted that. He tweeted, I called them, and they, and they said they don't care, and they hung up on me. <laughs> and they added him and were like, yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she said she would have to put me through to someone else, whereupon a man answered and said he didn't know and would have to ask yet a third person. So this is just, yes. just normal, count, just council things. That's yeah. the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. This is this literally any time you have to make a phone call to an organization, this yeah. is your experience. But of course, it, yeah. this yeah. is something that's it's, worth it's- getting paid 600 bucks to document. 
Yeah, I, I hate no. when I get What's put Brexit in a situation. That's not my department. Mark! <laughs> just, <laughs> I, just passing... Just passing this phone call around over a big tin of biscuits that have been there for 20 years <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Alice, your Mark Dice thing just made me think of another. I can't remember clearly who this was, but there was some right-wing columnist who rang up the police to report themselves for a hate crime. Oh, incredible. Do, do you guys remember this? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, uh, we talked on. about it on the podcast. It and rings then, a bell, And the police yeah. like, wouldn't listen to them, even though they were reporting themselves. <laughs> um. Let's see. I think it might have been Rod Little. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a plausible Rod Little thing to do. Yeah, yeah that's that's not feeding his two massive energy. Rottweilers and driving his Lexus. <laughs> okay, so carrying on. Um, this time the line went blank for a long time, and when a, a new man picked up again, he said, "Can I help you?" <laughs> <laughs> just, just any, just no, any no, council, council, just yeah. I know this is this is a plot. It's a plot because the remainers hate patriotism mm. because they're doing great great replacement shit. Yeah, like the the the, yeah. the great plot to uh, sabotage the people's will looks a lot like trying to order like a bulky item uplift from your trash. Mm. <laughs> we so love it. I said, "I'm the flag lady." Remember? Oh yeah, he said like he was hoping I'd gone away. <laughs> Oh, I, I wonder why everyone around me. This is <laughs> definitely the first time that someone it's in a customer-facing job has not wanted to interact with this person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's best if you just email us. Then the officer can look look into the planning consents that will be necessary. He told me the address began began planning inquiries at. To which and I, I interrupted him and said, is that inquiries with an I or an E? I said, because I've had that one before. Er, he said, it's an I sounding shifty. <laughs> <laughs> sounding shifty. <laughs> Will they stop at nothing? I could hear his <laughs> eyes moving from side to side as he said it. <laughs> this is, the, the, this well, two... actually, all spellings of inquiries have both I and E in them, so in a way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, this, is, this is like the fishhook theory, though, is because the conspiratorially minded Remainer is Dan Snow tweeting about how he got uh, a leave leaflet in his election mail uh, when actually he just opened two things together and it fell out onto the same thing. And he accidentally started a multi-stage inquiry into who was, like, doing agitprop. <laughs> yeah. So, we ha- so, I sent the email, and a few seconds later it bounced back, so I sent it again with the E, which worked fine. Damn. Foiled. The, the article. Foiled the Eurocrats and their <laughs> fucking schemes. Yeah. I love that you sale, can- Brexit shoes never worn. Mm. You can feel that they walked away from the typewriter, because that's, I assume, what th- this was written on. Yeah, a, a, a typewriter like- that somehow does green ink. <laughs> they just walked away being like, oh, that's a hell of a final sentence. Just like- <laughs> Yeah. No. Damn, which worked fine, yeah. <laughs> Just like Brexit will. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I reckon this woman has such a powerful energy that she not only has the can I speak to the manager haircut, but she has the can I speak to the manager haircut on her pubes as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um I mean it's 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 quite it's quite impressive. Just I get like the level of aggrievement and self-victimization and 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 just the 
the view that the entire world is structured against them when mm. they've had the most when someone like a late Gen X, a late boomer, early Gen Xer like Melissa Kite would have had with a with a cushy writing job for the Spectator, transcribing annoying phone calls she's had yeah. as the most easy life of any person in history. She's living an easier life than most like Holy Roman emperors. <laughs> and and Damn. the deep state here taking the person of Surrey Borough Council. I can't get over the parochialness <laughs> of that, of just having like, it's like having black helicopters come down and drop, I don't know, church newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. J. Epstein, late of this parish. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. This so- is just like George Soros conspiring to make you have tea and cake with the vicar. Yes, yes that's literally <laughs> it. The deep state is infiltrating the WI meeting. I have suspicions that the vicar may not believe truly in bringing back hanging. He says he does. <laughs> At what point is this not just a kind of like highly mobilized paranoid schizophrenia? At what point is it yeah. not? I think it. I think at this point it was long ago. We've mm. crossed that point. Like, yeah. look, this is this, this is this. I, I hate to bring this up again because it's been brought up on thi- on this and other podcasts before. But these, if people- you listen, if you listen to other podcasts, though, you are a traitor to Trash Future. We're like, if you listen to other podcasts, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank what, you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like these people got what they wanted. Just like the Trump people got what they wanted in 2016, or the Bolsonaro people got what they wanted a couple years ago. These people, all of these reactionaries that come into power, get what they want politically, and because just to do a flexo, where, where because <laughs> the entire world doesn't just then bend to their preferences, they they have to create these elaborate fantasies hmm. in which there are dark forces working against them to do the most banal shit. No, no, I I have to be persecuted. Like that that's that's so important to 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 my mythology and stuff. Excuse me, can I speak mm. to your manager so that I can be put in these stocks and pelted with tomatoes so I can understand that I'm right? <laughs> and the thing is though, right? Like there's there's an obvious fishhook argument theory here, right? Like you can say, "Oh, you on the left, you're constantly claiming that you're victimized." But like when I when somebody calls me a guy or something or whatever, like I don't do a two thousand word column about it because it's boring. It's boring to me. I don't have I don't make it a, a sort of fundamental suffering or some deep like remain plot. Yeah, well, you phone up sorry Borough Council and do your manliest possible voice, yeah, just hoping right. that they'll accuse you of being a man. Yes. All right, darling. <laughs> all, right, yeah. all right, darling. Is it a crime to hang the Union Jack? And they're like, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, did you just assume my fucking gender? <laughs> yeah. Is it a crime to cut off my dick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it uh, no one except all the birds in this country? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the accent's just wandering, wandering <laughs> towards a school for the deaf in fucking Rayleigh, Essex. <laughs> Sorry, I just tr- look transgender Yob is my favorite new character. <laughs> trans, I, I, trans I'm dapper pr- laughs. I, I'm pretty sure I, I know a few of that guy. Uh, he is real. Mm. So yeah, this is perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, Loads of pussy, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the lads. Shout out to the trans lads. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, so 
Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's been that's mm. that's quite enough out oh, of all of us I ha- today. I, I have think. I have one more interjection, yes. and that's yes, my yes, yes. favorite piece of lad content, and it's Danny Dyer's tweet. Can't believe it's been ten years since them slags slammed them bi- them planes into them towers. Still freaks me nut out to this day. <laughs> uh, and that's the Britain we're fighting uh, to save. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about that. Mm. <laughs> ne- never forget. Nev- never- Danny Dyer for PM. Never forget <laughs> yeah. them slags. Nineteen brave Saudi slags. <laughs> freaks my nut out. Freaks my nut out. <laughs> Those towers. And that would, I want legends. that to be a Trump tweet. <laughs> and, and, and they, they, they fucked around with the lorry in the lift. They did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it used to be. It used to be these towers. Now it's a fucking carzy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This, that's that's all. That's all quite enough uh, mm. out of us, I think, today. So it only remains for me to say, Ben, thank you so much. And everyone, if you're not already listening to Bunta Vista, when, our, when you're listening to the bonus episodes of our show, and you're not already listening to Bunta Vista, that's stupid, and you should listen to both. Preferably the bonus episodes enough. of both. Yeah, I wouldn't say exactly. it in terms that aggressive, but uh, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> that'd be nice. Oh, and I, and, and I have that. a plug also. Oh, Alice Ooh. has a plug. Yeah, um, just starting. No, not that kind of plug, Alice. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I have been uh, recording another podcast in a predominantly visual medium with noted civil engineering YouTuber Do Not Eat. So if you check yes. out his YouTube channel, there's going to be some of me talking about bridge collapses. Ooh. Yeah, go check out check out Alice. Has there on ever Justin's been YouTube? a more Alice Avizandum thing than talking about bridge collapses on a YouTube? <laughs> no, podcast. I know, but also fuck off. <laughs> No, it would be the most the, the most Alice thing to talk about would be a YouTube channel about bridge collapses, but where they collapsed because um, a, 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 a 19th century, yeah. no, let's say a 19th yeah. century cavalry regiment in too ornate armor trotted across them once. Mm-hmm. That's episode yeah. two. So yeah. keep an or, eye out. Or, yeah. or that's right, a like a co- an ironclad that was clad in too much iron went under it and crashed <laughs> into it. You hate to say it. We love it. I, I, yeah. Personally, I'd love to see like I'd love to see 19th century naval disasters 19th century set to Benny slags. Hill, just sla- <laughs> slamming them ironclad into okay. them bridges. I've actually right. watched the first I've 16 gonna- volumes of 19th century slags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the localization of Downton Abbey for Australia. That <laughs> 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 is. <laughs> Page three is just a lithograph. <laughs> okay, all right, that genuinely is enough out of us. Would I've got a hair just- appointment. I got to go. Wow. <laughs> All right. Sure. What? <laughs> just, just fade the volume yeah. down, and we'll just keep talking. It's fine. <laughs> Another thing about the slack. <laughs> no, no, no. I got fucking air equipment. <laughs> I gotta, go, I gotta go sit with one Listen, with mate. the end under one of them big B arms. I could sit here and talk slags all afternoon, but some geezer has got to sort out me fucking barnet because it's, it's making me nut. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! All right, um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to end, end this farce one more time. And thank you very much for hey. coming on. Everyone, listen to Bunta Vista. Thanks for having me. It was yeah. a fucking treat. Cheers. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, and Riley, say about the theme tune. Yes, thank you. I've forgotten this recently. Our theme tune is Here We Go by Ginseng. Find it on Spotify. Listen to it early. Listen to it often. It's a very good track. And uh, we'll see you all uh, on the free episode in a few days. 
Bye. You fucking slaps, you, you fucking slags. <laughs> you, slags. you fucking slags. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> you fucking tarts. <laughs> oh, you fucking love it, you, you tarts. You me mum's life. <laughs> Guy Ritchie future. <laughs> All right. All right. Later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.